All right, welcome back. It's the Avid Investor Podcast with me, your host, Josh Adamek. And today we're on episode number 44. Uh, and we're going to talk about um, new construction and land development. Uh, so reason being is, is you know, I like I said, we're on episode 44 here. So, um, you know, there's a fair amount of content out there. There's four, 40 plus episodes out there for you guys. And, you know, that's over 20 hours of content uh, that I've that I've created and put out there. And, um, you know, throughout the, the last several months, I've had a number of people reach out to me and say, hey, you know, when are you going to talk about the new houses? When are you going to talk about the new builds that you do? When are you going to talk about the new construction? Well, here it is. Here's your day. Here's my time to talk about new construction and land development. So uh, let's get right into it. Um, where I should start is uh, maybe a little bit of background on on you know me and 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 my involvement, my company's involvement in in land development and new construction. So, uh, as many of you uh, already know, is is I started in real estate. I started investing in real estate in two thousand and one, two thousand and two, about twenty years ago. I can't remember off the top of my head when I closed on my first property, but I started learning about the business. Uh, you know, about six, eight, nine months prior to actually uh, purchasing my first uh, investment property. So that was from two. That was two thousand early two thousands. Uh, two thousand and ten. I went full time in real estate uh, and transitioned out of my full time job. Went quit my full time job. Uh, I can fluff it up any way I want, but in reality, I quit quit my job. Um, but I went full time in real estate. Uh, and uh, in, in that time in that time period, uh, I was buying and selling everything. So I was doing a lot of wholesaling. Uh, doing. I started doing some flips, uh, built a, a pretty big business, uh, relatively large business up, flipped, doing flips and remodels and things like that. Uh, at the time, we were very, very active in Lawrenceville. So uh, that was like 2012, uh, where, you know, Lawrenceville was, was values were really starting to uh, pick up and take off. And, and we were pretty active down there, um, had a lot of projects going on. And somewhere around 2013, maybe 14, I'm not sure when it was, uh, one of the agents that, uh, that brought me a lot of, uh, was, was feeding me a lot of opportunities, uh, brought me a lot. And uh, said, you should build a new house. I'm like, I don't know how to build a new house. I know how to fix houses. I don't know how to build a new house. And uh, so went back and forth a little bit and uh, I started reaching out, uh, connecting with some resources, trying to understand, uh, the, learn and understand the process. And long story short, it, it took a while, but uh, we secured the lot, uh, took it down, designed and, and built a new home. And that was my first run at, at new construction. And again, that was back in like 2013, 2014. Uh, and I think at the time, uh, we sold that home for low 400s, um, so 425, 435, something like that. I believe it was over the 400 mark. Um, now, fast forward, I mean, similar new construction is, you know, six, eight, nine hundred thousand um, in Lawrenceville, depending on what street you're on. So, so you know, things kept going up. But uh, that that was my first run at new construction. Um, next project was was a block over. I uh, had the opportunity to uh, buy four adjacent lots, um, bought the lots, uh, closed on them. Well, first, I looked at this project previously, maybe like a year prior when we were under construction with the first home uh, and couldn't make the numbers work. So, you know, we were projecting like, uh, I don't know, I think it was like a 450, maybe close to a 500 uh, 
resale on the homes and you know just couldn't justify the numbers with uh price per square foot on construction and all the planning and due diligence and everything so um passed on that just put that one on the back burner then six months nine months a year later uh that same project came came back to me uh maybe through another agent another source whatever uh and took another look at it <laughs> at that time price points were higher um values kept going up and you know uh ran the numbers again and i'm like yeah i think we can make this one work so so we did <clears throat> uh took the project down you know took it through planning some due diligence uh did some due diligence and planning and, and approvals uh took the lots down and and started construction and throughout the course of that project uh there was some unknowns some some things we encountered that we weren't aware of. Uh, there were some soil issues. Uh, little did I know that, you know, when you're in Lawrenceville and you're close to the river, you got a lot of sand um, underground. Uh, so we started digging, found some old foundations that we had to uh, work around. Um, below that, we did our geotech. There was some sand. So we had to do uh, auger cast piles and grade beams. And if you don't know what an auger cast pile and grade beam is, I didn't either until I had to do an auger cast pile and grade beam. Um, but basically they, they drill down 25 feet, uh, do a bunch of concrete, uh, pour a, you know, 25 foot deep, uh, uh, pillar shaft, whatever you want to call it, uh, underground, that's the auger cast pile. And then they run grade beams across those shafts. So they drill down to get to, to, uh, solid, solid ground and then uh they pour the grade beams on top and then you could start your foundations from there so um you know that was uh uh that was about a hundred thousand dollar uh learning experience right there um you know that, that we weren't expecting weren't accounting for uh that we had to deal with uh some underground soil issues uh so that was that was a big learning curve um <clears throat> got through that started going vertical on the construction uh, markets going crazy. Markets, markets not going crazy, but you know values and and um, uh, in supply and demand. Uh, uh, there were there were issues there. There was uh, there was more demand than than available supply. <clears throat> so you know we took the project to market, and uh, at the time we were the first uh, first home to uh, break six hundred thousand in in Lawrenceville took it, uh, took the project to market, you know, people were like, yeah, you're nuts. It's not going to sell for that price. And, um, just went down the line, pre-sold, 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 uh, all four homes were pre-sold before they were done. Um, it worked out really well. We started going vertical on the construction, got the first floor framed up had our first unit under, under agreement, uh, got everything framed up, second unit, third unit, fourth unit, uh, worked our way down the line, uh, got commitments on the sales uh, with, uh, you know, with, with some some upgrades, which uh, is is pretty common in, in new construction. So um, we uh, we sold those homes. Uh, <clears throat> we or we went through the, uh, the remaining uh, construction process, sold those homes, closed them out. Um, there were some uh, uh, some other things that we ran through. Came, that, that, that I learned and we experienced along the way that, that were unexpected, some cost overruns and some unforeseen stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the values and the price points uh, were, were going up. Um, so we ended up selling those homes for more than uh, uh, we anticipated on the front end, but our our costs were more than we anticipated on the front end. So at the end of the day, uh, that project uh, went well. Um, you know, homes were done complete, uh, homeowners moved in 
and uh, um, we we closed out that project. And then you know I followed that for a little while, and uh, it, it was interesting. It's it's always nice to see you know when your homeowners resell uh, the home. Uh, a year later, two years later, three years later, whatever, and they end up, you know, making money on that sale. So uh, the market, you know, in Lawrenceville kept going up and and uh, our homeowners uh, that, that purchased those homes were, were in a really good position. So uh, always happy to see that from there <clears throat> moved up to um, uh, uh, other side of the city, uh, started uh, doing some some uh, new construction uh, land assemblage project. Uh, uh, land assemblage and consolidation and subdivision on the backside of Mount Washington, where I worked with uh, the Community Development Corporation and the city of Pittsburgh to assemble some lots, uh, consolidate them and subdivide them uh, <clears throat> into uh, and and take it through planning and approvals. Along with that, I was building some new homes uh, on the other side of Mount Washington uh, in an area called uh, Bailey Park. It was a, a 14 lot subdivision. There was 14 new homes up there. so was a part of that project uh, as well. And even to date, uh, we're still, you know, building out, the, building out the last couple of homes up there. So um, <clears throat> in summary, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's the bulk of my involvement with, uh, with uh, land infill new construction and, and development, working on some other projects uh, as well out in the suburbs. Um, got to have a, uh, a 35 acre farm out in the Canvas Township uh, uh, that we're working on. We're on the tail end of approvals there. <clears throat> and, um, you know, been involved with uh, with some other uh, infill new construction and, and land deals throughout the years. But, um, you know, that's that's the bulk of my involvement. But what uh, what I wanted to really hone in on today, uh, now that I gave you the summary of my background, is uh, the process. Uh, uh, like everything else, uh, it's a process. So there's sort of two different animals to look at here. Uh, one is is the land development, and then two is the new construction uh, process, the actual vertical construction. So um, the, the, the things that I've learned over the years is uh, if you're going to be involved in especially land development and to an extent new construction, there's two things that are an absolute must uh, you must have one deep pockets and two a lot of patience and if you don't have those then <laughs> this might not be the business for you and i'm not saying that you yourself personally you have to have you know millions of dollars in the bank or anything like that but you have to be you have to be well funded um, if you're going to get involved with, uh, with land deals, uh, and or new construction. And why is that? Uh, because you on the front end of these projects in reality, in on the front end of these projects, you hemorrhage money, you hemorrhage money. If you're talking, uh, if you're looking at a land deal, so let's, let's talk about land for a minute. Um, and the reason why I think, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, ask about uh, land deals and new construction and, you know, all that stuff is because, you know, the projects look, they look great on Instagram. They look cool on Instagram, right? Um, so you see the flashy stuff, you see the big ass houses going up, you know, the, the rooftop decks, the the windows, the custom kitchens, the, um, you know, the, the Italian kitchens that, that we import, um, you know, the, the high-end construction you see the videos at the end the marketing videos with the exotic cars and all that stuff it's all flashy it's all blingy um you know looks cool uh um but 
you know, what you don't see on that project is what leads up to that. So that's what I want to talk about first. If, uh, you know, if you're getting involved in the land deal, um, in reality, uh, in real world, uh, you know, if, if, if you're going to secure vacant land and you need to take it through planning approvals, uh, you need variances, uh, uh, you need to uh, create and record a subdivision, um, you have to go through uh, the, either the city or the local municipality, uh, meet all of their requirements, go through the planning commission. Um, you know, chances are pretty good that, uh, that you know, you're going to face some some opposition uh, from the neighbors, uh, potentially from the, the the community, from the town or the township uh, that you're dealing with. Um, you know, and, and if you're if you're not going for a buy right development, um, you know, one, you have to uh, obtain those variances and uh, obtain those approvals. And, you know, there's no there's no guarantee that that you're going to get that. So uh, there's risk involved on the front end, which is why you know, a lot of times when you're doing a land deal, um, uh, developers uh, control the property, but don't necessarily close on and own the property until after the rubber stamp, after the, the approvals are in place, uh, because there are a lot of variables. Um, but, you know, to go through that process, to go through that planning and approval process, which is why I said you need deep pockets and a lot of patience, is um, if you're taking a, a land deal through approvals, it's not that hard to spend six figures or multi six figures uh, uh, on planning and approvals to get a, to get the rubber stamp on a project uh, with no guarantee that you're going to get that rubber stamp. So uh, you see, you see like the land developers, the, the guys that do this as a business, they're working on multiple projects and they know that that every project isn't going to going to get improved and they might spend, you know, 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars on planning and approvals and then end up, you know, walking away from that project uh, because it doesn't get approved. So that's just, that's the reality. One, it, it's money. There's a lot of money uh, uh, involved up front. And then when I say you need, uh, you need patience is timing, timing. It, it takes forever to get these projects approved. And I guess put that in context, uh, uh, define, you know, forever. Um, when I say forever, it's not uncommon for a project to take two, three, up to even five years uh, to get through uh, planning and approvals. Uh, so that's why I say uh, when you see these projects that, you know, you see the construction going up, then, you know, six months later, eight months later, it's all done. There's, you know, the marketing video with the cars or whatever, you know, whatever you see, uh, um, you see the, uh, the, the marketing video, you, you, you saw that, that the highlight reel of the construction process, but what you didn't see is the 18 months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months that was spent prior to a shovel even going in the ground. Um, so, you know, that's, and that's very common when you're when you're looking at at land development uh, and new construction. And, you know, to an extent, um, even some infill new construction is very, very time intensive, especially if you're dealing in inside the city of Pittsburgh, which we do a fair amount. So <clears throat> same thing applies. Um, you know, if you're going to if you're going to take down a building lot uh, and, and build a single home, it's not uncommon for it to, to take a year to get approvals. Um, to one, get through zoning, uh, 
get your zoning approval, and then to get through permitting. Can it be done quicker? Yes, it can be done quicker if you're doing a buy right build um, and it doesn't require variances or, or you know any sort of uh, uh, zoning additional zoning approvals or anything like that. But but on the front end, I mean, you should certainly account for a minimum of, of six to 12 months before you even start building. And then once you start building, I mean, you know, in today's world, you're 12 month delivery uh, at best. So, um, you know, that's why I said, and I can't stress this enough. Um, I've said it multiple times, but if you're going to think about getting into uh, land development and new construction, just make sure you have deep pockets and a lot of patience. So, um, you know, there you, you may see the highlight reel, uh, but in reality, these projects take time. They take a lot of time and, and they take a lot of money. And if everything goes right or the majority of things go right throughout the course of the project, is there money to be made at the end of the day? Yes, absolutely. There's money to be made in uh, land development and new construction. And, you know, uh, um, you know, as I said, uh, um, in previous episodes, uh, you know, I talk about market conditions, market cycles, uh, when you're dealing in, in new construction, um, more probable, um, it's, it's, it's likely that, um, you know, if you're looking at a project and, and you're, you're to, to get the numbers to work, you're likely uh, in the higher end of the market in, in the A neighborhoods, whether that's trendy parts of the city or uh, good school districts. Um, in reality, you know, it's very, very difficult unless you're the builder yourself. Um, if you're if you're the builder self-performing, it's very, very difficult to make money, um, uh, if not impossible to make money building new construction in B-class neighborhoods. Um, you got to be into the A's uh, where we're higher, where it's a higher price point that supports the cost, uh, uh, the, the hard cost and soft cost on the front end of, of the, the planning approvals and execution of the build. So, um, you know, new construction, you're likely in the A neighborhoods, uh, which means, you know, you're subject to market conditions, market cycles, as long as the market is staying stable or continuing to uh, rise gradually, you know, you'll be, you should be in good shape uh, with, with your project. But, you know, if you start a project knowing that two years out, 12 months, 18 months, two years or longer uh, is when you're going to be selling those homes, nobody has a crystal ball nobody knows what the market conditions are going to be 24 months from now so just understand that i'm not telling you not to not to get involved in new construction i'm not telling you not to do uh land development land deals i'm just i want you to understand uh the risks associated with with doing so with getting involved in those projects it's not a three it's not a 90-day deal it's not a six-month deal it's not something that you're in and out of uh when you get involved in these projects you know it's a it's a two-year commitment it's a five-year commitment minimum um depending on on the size and scope of the, the the project that you're working with so just understand um the the things that are involved with that uh uh with, with when getting into those into those deals so uh you know when it comes to uh, when it comes to infill new construction um, in or outside of the city, some of those projects can go relatively quickly. If especially if you're, you know, you're you're in the outskirts of the city um, where where you can have direct contact with uh, uh, someone at the municipality as far as planning and approvals. Um, you know, I I have friends in the business that uh, have submitted building permits on a 
uh, have submitted building plans on a Wednesday and had their um, uh, building permits on Friday. Everything was reviewed, approved, and ready to go in two, three days. And then, you know, I've personally uh, uh, worked on projects in the city of Pittsburgh where it's like 12 months to get through zoning. And then when you're done with zoning, you got to go through permitting. So, so um, now keep in mind that was through uh, a good part of the, uh, the, the COVID shutdown when everybody was working remote, you couldn't get anybody on the phone. Um, but you know, those are challenges in the real world that you face uh, when you're involved in, in new construction and development. And again, I'm not saying it's a bad business. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that uh, you need to understand all the steps that are involved uh, uh, before starting a project like that. And then I've talked a lot about uh, a lot about the upfront, the, the planning, the approvals, uh, going through that process. Then when it comes time to build the home, to execute on the build, uh, assuming you're going to uh, uh, build out these homes and not sell pad ready lots or anything like that, um, you know, assuming you, you want to be involved in the build and the execution, um, one, you need to uh, be in a position to GC these projects yourself, which means you need to understand all aspects of the building process or two you need to work with a uh, general contractor uh, or a builder that that can handle that for you um, and you know right now it's a challenge um, it is a challenge so it's something to think about you know with when when getting involved with these projects or considering getting involved with these projects make sure you meet with your builders up front and understand uh, where price points are right now, uh, price per square foot to build, uh, and understand where costs are right now, understand where the supply chain it, uh, is right now and, and when it comes to timing and delivery expectations and things like that. So uh, just make sure if you're gonna work with a general contractor or, uh, or a builder, uh, make sure you're on the same page with, um, uh, with pricing and expectations. And again, if you get to the point you're gonna execute on this build, Make sure you use your general contractor's agreement, uh, your your uh, build agreement um, that's uh, uh, that's that's you know makes sense for for all parties involved. So because um, right now um, with uh, um, when when I talk with builders, when I when I look at uh, building new homes, which I'm not actively starting any new projects, I don't see myself actively starting any new builds in the near future. Um, Reasons for that are, you know, the supply chain issues uh, that, that we're encountering right now, the workforce uh, issues that we're encountering and, um, you know, the, the, the cost of materials, which ultimately uh, drastically in, increases the, uh, the, the price per square foot to build. So um, there's, uh, <coughs> uh, you know, it's, 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 you just got to make sure that you have all pieces of the, of the puzzle together uh, before you take on a, a project like this, because, you know, if you rewind like pre-COVID, uh, when we were looking at uh, uh, building new construction or anybody was looking at building new construction, it wasn't uncommon to, um, you know, have a, a, you know, a nine or a 12 month uh, delivery. Now I see some builders that, uh, um, that are having trouble committing to a, uh, 18 or even a 24 month delivery time frame, time frame. And, 
you know, a lot of that has to do with, uh, uh, with workforce uh, issues. And a lot of that has to do with uh, supply chain issues. Uh, materials just aren't, aren't as right now, as of recording in this episode, materials aren't readily available uh, like they used to be. There are certain things that are, you know, window packages. Uh, I was talking to a builder friend of mine the other day. Um, he's got a 12 month lead time on window packages. I mean, you know, they're, they're high. It's, it's a custom window package for a very high end home, but 12 months to get some windows. If you're, uh, if you're dealing with custom kitchens right now, you might, you know, you might be waiting nine or 12 months to, to get kitchen cabinets in. So, uh, garage doors are an issue. You know, there's, there's many things throughout the, uh, the building process that, um, you know, aren't readily available right now. So just understand that if you're going to get involved with one of these projects and you had, um, you know, you had nine months or 12 months expected for the construction, you might have to double that right now. And that's just, that's just reality. That's just the world that we live in. And, you know, it's really outside of anyone's control. So again, that's kind of like the summary um, of, of the development um, and construction process. I mean, I don't know that you really need me to go into, you do this step first, you do that step second, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we'd end up with a, you know, three, four hour recording here. Um, but uh, cliff notes are, you know, you want to secure a project, uh, whether it be in the city of Pittsburgh uh, or, you know, out in the suburbs, you want to control your land, whether that's through a purchase or, you know, an agreement. Um, an option agreement uh, with some hard hand money that's that's going to secure the property for a certain period of time. You control your property. Uh, you typically take it through um, through through zoning, um, through uh, planning commission, and town council um, to get your project approved. If this is you know you're doing like a subdivision, multi multiple lots or something like that, uh, you're going to have to go through planning commission. You're going to have to go through uh, town council, um, which you know that those those two steps of the process require um, lots and lots of engineering. Um, you may need geotechnical engineering. Um, you know you're going to need some civil engineering. Uh, you're going to need uh, prints drawn out. Um, you're going to need everything mapped out. You're going to need your full package uh, ready to submit uh, to the to the planning commission. You're eventually going to need, uh, you know, if you're over an acre of disturbance, you're going to need an NPDES permit. Um, you know, and then if there's any issues with uh, dealing with wetlands or anything like that, you'll need additional permitting. Uh, if you're going to go through, uh, this is for a buy right development. If you're going to go through go for a variance, try to, you know, to try to get something approved that is outside of the, uh, the, the zoning code for that particular area, that particular parcel, uh, you're going to need a variance, um, uh, which is additional, um, you know, additional cost and, and time to get, uh, get through approvals. And then, you know, throughout this course, the, the approval project, you may or may not encounter, uh, uh, neighborhood opposition. So, um, you know, if you require, if you encounter opposition from the neighbors, you know, that's going to require you to meet with them and, you know, try to work something out, come up with a game plan that's, that's beneficial, uh, that works for them and works for you. That's mutually beneficial. So, uh, there's a lot of like moving pieces throughout the, uh, uh, throughout the planning and approval process. And then, you know, once you get your project approved and you begin to uh, uh, execute on the, the site work and the development, then, um, you know, then it's like, you know, you move on to the build phase where um, if you're going to, if you're going to self-perform these builds or, 
um, you know, or work with a builder, you gotta, you gotta start planning and, and getting permits on, on the builds themselves. And then, you know, you're dealing with all the utility companies. Um, you're dealing with, uh, the local municipality, you're dealing with the, uh, the, the county health department, um, many different, uh, government entities, uh, along the way. So it's a process. It, it, it truly is a process. Um, and again, is there money to be made in land development and new construction? Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of money to be made. Um, is there risk? Yes, absolutely. There's, there's a fair amount of risk. Um, in in land development and uh building new construction uh but you know it's a risk reward balance i mean it's it's really you know is it good is it a good fit for you is it a good fit for your funding source whether you're um whether you're doing debt or equity or using your own money is is it a good fit for you um do you understand the the time uh involved and the risk reward uh if everything's good <clears throat> you know and it makes sense for you by all means uh go be a land developer uh go get involved with new construction again i'm not saying it's a bad idea i've done it myself i'm, I'm still involved in 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 some um land deals and some new construction and um you know it, it can be a very very profitable business very profitable side of the business just as long as you understand uh the risk uh reward and and you know that those ratios uh make sense for for you and you know maybe your partners then by all means let's uh let's go build some houses but uh you know in summary uh that's um that's what I have to say about uh, uh, land development and new construction. And again, if you if you have any specific que questions on any of the topics I cover, I get a fair amount of people that that call, text, email me, uh, message me, um, you know, through uh, different social media platforms, and ask me to clarify something that I talked about, or ask me for more details. Or you know, I've had people give me suggestions. Much like today, I've had several people ask me about um, you know. When you're going to talk about these new houses uh so so here it is um you know again if you want me to dive into something you know hit me up uh send me a message call text email whatever and and i'll try to cover it in one of these episodes uh moving forward so that's it for today and uh, i thank you guys so much for tuning in um if you find value in this message in this podcast in the other 43 messages that i've delivered please, um, you know, all I ask in return is that you share it with somebody that could could benefit from from what I'm putting out there. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a great day.